Happy Thursday and thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. I hope you're well this Thursday. Uh, whenever you're watching this, I hope you're well and you're doing fantastic today. Um, if you are not, it is also understandable. Uh, let me let me just start off with this. Usually when I uh, start the show here, when I'm recording here on YouTube or I'm doing podcasting, um, I usually start off the show with a script. I have a script prepared of things that I want to talk about in the news uh, to start off with the history of it or just to get straight to it and explain the situation. That's usually what I start off with. But today I do not have a script um, not only because I'm going to be speaking sort of like giving you guys a personal story, a personal experience, but also because um, I feel like this is a particularly important matter that's not being talked about enough, but it really is essential and it is of great importance right now, especially over over the course of last year of what we have just been through and now what we are continuing to go through now. So... Um, the coronavirus pandemic, as all of you know, it began in March, uh, it began in January of 2020 when a patient um, entered a hospital in Washington state. He came into that emerge, he came into that hospital room. Doctors find out that even eventually he had the coronavirus. That's sort of how it started. Um, it's sort of it gained some attention in February 2020, but March of 2020 is when the entire world just shut down. Uh, businesses began closing down, schools, churches, everything was starting to shut down. The situation was really becoming real for some people. It was sort of setting in this new horrifying reality that if you were not taking this seriously at, at first, or if you thought this was just something like Ebola or something, it was not. It was actually more serious. And so schools began to close down. I actually remember when my school closed down about March 15th, I think. And so everything was just closing down. We were all sort of forced, uh, coerced into this new reality. We started watching Netflix shows and also doing some other things, also do learning some new hobbies, spending more time with our family members or just isolating ourselves by listening to music, watching Netflix shows, eating snacks, doing things in your room, things that you particularly enjoy as we were all trying to understand what in the world just happened with this new pandemic? We are trying to understand this. People were dying. People were getting infected. We were all scared as we were trying to understand and grasp this situation. And one of the things over the course of the pandemic that has exacerbated, that really has not been talked about in the news cycle, is the mental health of people. And from a personal experience, I most definitely can say so. Before the pandemic actually transpired, uh, while the pandemic was still happening, um, and I've, as I said, I, this is a personal experience. Um, before the pan before the pandemic started getting really, really bad here in the United States, particularly, and lots of things began to close down, I actually had to travel. Um, to Texas. I actually I had to travel to Texas to attend a, a funeral of one of my, um, one of my close friends. Um, and after that funeral, we actually came back here and that's when things began to close. Now, even a year later, I'm still trying to process that death. Um, and having to have had that happen before the, the closure of the pan before like the closure of things and then once the closure of things happened having to deal not only with that still grasping that in my head but also the coronavirus and the deaths and the grief and the, the infectious disease around all of that I mean that was 
too much to take in. It was it was a lot to take in. And as I said, mental health is a serious thing. I, I feel it is being underestimated by some people. I feel like when some uh, children tell their parents or their or their, their their grandparents or whoever that they are depressed, perhaps it is not taken as seriously as it should be. And when it, when you talk about mental health in the news cycle, there should not be a stigma around this issue. There should not be um, a feel like where someone who is grappling with these issues feels like they are being judged. Mental health is a serious thing. People are committing suicide every day. People are grappling with these issues every day. And from a personal experience, I can express empathy to anyone else out there who is grappling with these mental health issues. It is a serious thing. And over my last break, my last major break for podcasting, as I was getting ready to come back to the show, um, I actually... Um, I was preparing to actually talk about this, but I sort of just kept pushing it off because of the news cycle. And I was like, no, we're not just going to understand the news cycle. We're still going to cover the news, but now I'm, I'm going to talk about it because I just, I can't hold this in any longer. Um, so I'd like to tell you guys my personal experience um, dealing with this issue. Um, so as I said, over the course of this pandemic, uh, grappling with lots of major mental health issues, I'd say it got particularly worse for me in November or December of last year um, uh, when, a, when a major, major transition happened. My brothers actually had had went back to where they were um, to where they were living and I was staying here. And from that personal experience, I will say that um, it sort of just got exacerbated. I mean, you have these, at least some sense of social interaction with people. And then once it's it's like gone, it's it's just you and yourself isolating. I mean, particularly to keep my spirits up and to, to do good. I've been like FaceTiming with friends, watching Netflix and YouTube um, to, to feel like you have some social interaction, to stay sane, I guess, <laughs> to feel good about yourself. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do those things uh, to keep myself um, also podcasting and uh, playing my instruments. Um, I do those things to keep myself happy uh, during these times. Um, but one thing that only a few people know, I guess, is that I have actually dealing with all of those, those dealing with that mental health, grappling with that, the, grappling with those mental health issues that can eventually lead to something that can eventually end or ultimately reach something. I mean, eventually that's going to all that culmination of events and all that culmination of, of feelings that eventually is going to bust open or at least, um, uh, reach a, a breaking point or what we call, I guess, um, a, a, a climax. There's going to eventually be a climax. I mean, you can't hold all that stuff in for months, let alone for years. So um, recently, I believe this was November or December of last year. Um, you know, and I think actually before that as well, I was actually, um, and as I said, this is very personal. I've shared this with few people. I don't, I don't think I've shared this part of this with a few people. I was actually um, contemplating um, suicide. And because of, because of the mental health crisis, I mean, you sometimes with mental health, as it's so hard, you feel like you can't really open up to people, perhaps for the fear of judgment, for the fear of being rejected, or, oh, you're being too hyperbolic. You don't, you're not depressed. Come on. I mean, 
these certain things that is sort of the automatic normalized response, which you don't want to hear, which sort of makes it even worse for you as you head back into that sort of shell because you're having to grapple with these issues. So yeah, I that was November or December of last year. When it came to um, recently, I also not only contemplated, but actually attempted um, suicide. And as I said, these things are terrible um, to have happened. And I've, I've, I've kept that and I've also grappled with that. I never thought I would ever reach that point in my life. I never thought I would reach the point of wanting to actually do that to myself, um, have that pain inflicted on my family members and on my friends. If I were to do that, um, who would stay behind on this earth, um, having to grapple <clears throat> with those, with those uh, feelings. So yes, that is part of my personal story. That is my personal story there. And I have sought, sought assistance. Finally, I finally acknowledged it late earlier this year um, and have sought assistance for that situation um, in what I have been going through. And what I have found is, you know, it's not just, it's not just me. And I knew it wasn't just me. I mean, everyone is dealing with this pandemic um, their own way. If you are, I mean, perhaps when, when things began to close down and people were inside and having all this extra free time, um, some people were excited about that. Some people were like, okay, well, this is the time for me to be productive and do lots of great things. For other people to have that immediate shutdown, to have that immediately closed, social interactions cut off, everything done, closed, to have that just instantly happen. I mean, there has to be a way to deal with that. And part of dealing with that is mental health and understanding the mental health that people go through, whether it is depression or contemplating or actually attempting or committing suicide. These things are happening every single day. And it's not to be played around with. It's not to be taken as a joke. It's not to be underestimated. If someone comes to you, if someone comes to you, whether it is your child or it is your friend or it is your family member, and they say that they are depressed or that they are dealing with mental health issues, please take them seriously. I mean, this is a serious situation. It is not to be underestimated. And I, I say that now from a personal experience with anger and frustration by the way this is characterized in the news, by the way this is characterized from for some people, by the way people with mental health feel that they will be judged if they, if they talk about these things, if they share their personal experiences. I mean, I've watched YouTube videos on this, went into the comments, and you look and some people are actually grappling with these mental health issues, especially over the course of this pandemic. I mean, we have literally been inside for more than a freaking year. So when you think about this issue um, and you do some research, you do find some very disturbing details. I've done some research and we've seen college students and other people who are grappling with this issue as well. And as I said, this is unscripted. I'm just, I have articles up here. I'm relying on them now. And so the CDC said that 25% of U.S. young adults considered suicide in June of last year, in June of 2020. 
And this is in August of 2020 when when that story actually broke. Quote, this is from Quartz.com. Quote, medical experts predicted that the COVID-19 pandemic would prompt a mental health crisis. A new report from the CDC shows they were right. One fourth of young adults between the ages of 18 and 24 said they have considered suicide in the past 30 days, according to the online survey of 5,412 adults administered by Qualtics, by Qualtrics, excuse me, in late June. A similar percentage also said they started to use or increase their consumption of substances as a way of coping with the stress and emotional toll of the pandemic. And roughly half of the young adults reported experiencing or anxiety symptoms of anxiety and depression between April and June of this year. Across the board, adults from 18 to 24 years old were more likely to report experiences with suicidal um ideation, substance abuse, and anxiety and depression tied to the pandemic than any other age group. The prevalence of harmful mental health effects actually decreased the age with Americans over 65 and up reporting the lowest levels of anxiety, depression, and related problems." End quote. And so, as I said, another part of the pandemic as well is also grappling with like the emotional toll as well, like deaths. I mean, as I said, my my friend died before the pan, before like everything started to shut down. And then when it shut down, you have to take those feelings in and really understand what was going on. And so it's not like you can actually reach out to people like, hey, let's go meet up in person and talk about this issue because everything was literally closed. And so for some people whose family members or friends have died over the course of this pandemic, um, they're having to deal with those feelings internally for some people because external expressions, they really don't feel like they can do that for the fear of judgment, for the fear of being demonized or like, uh, I guess, shunned or you don't really have a mental health problem. You're just, you're just being extreme. You're just joking, which is not the case. But these things are happening and it is it is serious. And having to deal with all of that over the course of this pandemic, I feel it's 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 not just getting it's not getting a lot of attention. This is from politico.com quote, CDC says one quarter of young adults contemplated suicide during the pandemic. The toll is falling hev- heaviest on young adults, caregivers, essential workers, and minorities. One in four young adults between the ages of 18 and 24 say they have considered suicide in the past month because of the coronavirus pandemic. And then it goes on to give those same numbers um, from last year. Earlier this year, in January of 2021, as I was doing research to get ready to come back on my show, um, I found this article that would talked about, I think it's like 17% of teenagers or a group of teenagers were contemplating, um, contemplated at least suicide. Oh, can you guys still hear me? Oh, there we go. Over the course, sorry about that. I was checking the mic there. Over the course of the coronavirus pandemic, um, having to deal with those problems and the worst the worst thing about that um is when you don't tell anyone it's when you don't tell anyone that you are you're dealing with these issues that you are depressed that you have mental health issues i mean and at first i didn't know if i was if i was depressed I, at first i thought it was just maybe perhaps i'm all of these feelings and i haven't really addressed them out loud 
But then I did some research and yeah, it turns out all the symptoms of, well, major depression sort of match up. Definitely match up. Also bipolar depression and other things. I mean, these are critical issues. These things are actually happening. If you know anyone that is, you know, if even if you don't know, because mental health is one of those things that some people will keep in. It's one of those things that some people are not necessarily going to be talking to you about if they don't particularly, if they fear what their result will be. Um, but reach out to your friends and family members during this time. Reach out to your family and friends. Ask them how they are doing. Ask them how they are really doing. Okay, the automatic response is going to be, yeah, I'm fine, I'm cool, I'm good. Ask them how they are really doing. I mean, there are many times when people have asked me, how am I doing? And I would respond with the with automatic normal response in civilization, which is, I'm good, I'm fine, having a good day. But how's that person really doing? You have to really, really dig deeper to get to the, the core of how that person's actually feeling. There's so much bottled up feelings in us when we are grappling with these mental health issues that we don't know how to express them externally. We don't know how to actually uh, tell people. And the best thing is when people can actually sympathize with us. For better, for people who have experienced this, for people who can empathize with us and actually explain their personal experiences as well about this situation. Mental health is a serious situation. It is a serious crisis right now. And I'm sure it's not only happening here in the United States based off CDC predictions. I mean, based off CDC uh, studies. I'm sure it's not only happening here in the U.S. It's probably happening everywhere. It most likely is happening everywhere. And also when mental health, not only the coronavirus pandemic, but when you look at situations like things that's happening around the world, like what we are seeing recently, um, and that's still happening with the violence and the Israeli and Palestinian violence as we're continuing to watch that situation and particularly of what is happening to the Palestinian people. I'm going to be covering that extensively on my show um, later in this weekend. I think it's going to be Saturday or Sunday. That's going to start covering it. We're going to be covering it every single day until the situation ends. I know it has historical implications and I'm going to be covering that. But I just wanted to come on to actually to do this unscripted, uh, no filter and I unedited. I just wanted to come on and talk to you about this issue because mental health is a serious thing. It is not easy to recognize because people will literally put on a mask to hide that they are actually dealing with this issue. They may be smiling to you in your face, but as soon as they go home, as soon as they go in their room and they close their bedroom door, or as soon as they go in the bathroom to like to close the door, they are crying. They are, are dealing with this issue. They are watching YouTube or, or doing other things to sort of like push it away to, to deal with this on their own for an individual to deal with mental health on their own for an individual to deal with depression on their own. That is too much of a toll. And that what, and that is what ultimately leads to suicide because we cannot take that. That's why you have to express these things out to other people. That's why you have to tell people about this. And it's important to tell people about this. I mean, I understand what you fear the result will be. Tell people that you trust. Tell people that um, 
you know perhaps that will still accept you, that will help you, that will provide you assistance or guidance for what you are dealing with, not shun you or judge you or criticize you or underestimate what you're actually going through. As I said, this is a critical, important matter. This should be talked about. It's not been talked about in the news enough. It's not being talked about enough, frankly, with mental health. Also, when it comes to virtual learning, yes, I'm grateful that I'm a virtual student, but also there are some considerations here when it comes to mental health again. I mean, not being able to socialize with people actually in your school, not being able to actually do things with with like with other students like interact with them have normal conversations i mean yeah you can talk over facetime and, and over text and over like zoom and things and over microsoft teams well not really that's particularly for classrooms but yeah you can't really do these things anymore also uh yeah we're all in lockdown well some of us still are and family members still out there can't really go to their homes i mean that's one thing that we've been dealing with over the pandemic also, lots of, perhaps, you were on social media a lot, dealing with cyberbullying, comparing your body to others, unhealthy eating, eating disorders. These things are happening. I am challenging you right now to address, to, to focus on this. If you are dealing with this yourself, um... Know that you are loved, um, that you are special. You are, um, you are special in a good way. You are, people care for you. You are inspirational. You are motivational in your own way. You may not know it, but someone has gained some sense of, of positivity or inspiration or some positive impact from you, just of your presence being here on this earth. I mean, these are important things to know, to realize that people tell you that you are beautiful, you are handsome, you are kind, you are intelligent, you are not stupid, you are not dumb, or any other demeaning, inexplicable vocabulary that is used towards people who grapple with these issues. So once again, I just wanted to come on here on the Jeremiah Patterson Show, unfiltered episode, unedited episode. I'm not going to edit this. I'm just going to post it here on the show here on my YouTube channel. Thank you so very much for watching. God bless all of you. Please stay safe. As I say every single day, uh, stay positive. Please stay positive. Stay safe. Uh, also, uh, find something that you're looking forward to. Um, I know particularly um, that uh, Olivia Rodrigo is going to be uh, dropping a new album tomorrow. Uh, Friday, May 21st. So I'm looking, <laughs> looking forward to that. Also like do things that you enjoy. Like if you like listening to certain music or you like watching certain Netflix shows, I mean, do things that make you happy, do things that make you feel comforting, do things that make you feel loved and appreciated on this earth. Those are the things that is going to help you get through this. We are dealing with a pandemic. We haven't dealt with anything this major since like 1918. The last global world crisis that we have dealt with, as I said, issues in society also contribute to these, to the exacerbation of mental health, like the death of George Floyd, the constant police brutality of, of blacks in the United States. We're going to be covering that again on my podcast later this weekend. 
But thank you so very much again for listening to this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. As I said, God bless all of you. Please stay safe. Please stay positive. And also, please take care of your mental health. Please. You are important in this world. Please. Please. And as a person who's still dealing with these issues and has constantly been grappling with this, I think I've become a mental health advocate. Uh, so thank you so very much for watching this again. All right. Take care. <laughs>